Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Tech Divas, you are in for a treat. I'm about to be joined with the fitness goddess herself, Jillian Michaels, and what she does to motivate people for health and fitness and wellness. I want to do for you, for women in tech to help reach success on your terms. And I want to do that by giving you a framework of goal setting. You can't get from where you are to where you want to be if you don't know where you want to be. So let's do it together. Join my course. It's available now at techdivasuccess.com slash courses, and I'll link it below so that you can leave with written goals in seven areas of your life and a clear definition of how to define success for you professionally and personally. Can't wait for you to join the journey and enjoy this hot episode with Jillian Michaels. All right. Hey, this is Nicole Scheffler, and I am on fire today to be with the one and only Jillian Michaels, fitness trainer, certified nutritionist, and you may know her from The Biggest Loser, and I'm more familiar with her from the fitness app because she has many series available, whether you're getting that mom bod, you're looking for your wedding body, whatever that may be, there's something there for you. And today, Jillian, I can't wait to talk to you a little bit about career fitness. All right. You have been a major part of transforming lives. And I just feel like you have so many lessons around mindset and transformation that would translate to help people grow a sustainable career. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm excited to answer any questions you have. Thanks for having me. Yes. And I think we're going to have a lot of analogies because the same mindset is going to apply and we're going to talk through some of that. So one of the first things I want to talk about is a why, a purpose. I've heard you speak on this around fitness. So I want you to share a little bit about why having a why and having a purpose is important because I think that very much does translate to what we can do in our careers. Well, I mean, men and women far greater than me have uh, have been saying for centuries, arguably, that if you have a why, you can tolerate the how. And what that means is that anything worth having in life, be it health or money or love, healthy love for that matter, you got to work for it. It's work. It's sacrifice. It isn't easy. It might be simple and straightforward, right? Oh, well, eat less and move more. Okay, well, it's simple, but it's not easy. (laughs) You know, working on yourself in a relationship and being vulnerable, simple to understand, 
hard to do. So if you've got the why, you can tolerate that how. And without it, I always say that work with purpose is passion. Work without purpose feels like punishment. Hence the reason you should always start with a why. That makes those long days at the office much better. Yes, much more tolerable. Absolutely. (laughs) And is that something that you see triggers the real transformation, like keeping that top of mind? Or is there anything else that stands out in that transformation? You have to teach people how to do that, though. Because if I generally, right, if you say, oh, what do you want? I want health. What does that mean? You know, what do you, okay. What does that look like in your life? It could be looking great in your wedding dress, right? Fine. So I'm sure you've heard every excuse in the book, especially when we look at fitness. So is the biggest limiting belief holding people back from doing that work something that you've seen? Is there like a theme on um, on that, like uh, getting over their excuses and limiting beliefs so that we can translate that into their career so that they're willing to like put themselves out there? Well, the theme would be what emotionally or psychologically is holding you back, right? So when it comes to food, I'll use this as an example, people are overweight because they want to be overweight. And what I mean by that literally is they are choosing to either overeat or to be a bigger size. And it's affording them something. It's not that they're weak or they're lazy or they're stupid or they're genetically overweight. None of that's true. For me, it afforded me a connection with my father. It gave me a sense of control. My dad loved food. He was overweight. We bonded over food. I was overweight. I had control with food. It meant comfort. It afforded me things. So when we engage in dysfunctional behaviors, professionally, personally, when it comes to our health, it's, as I said, it's not because we're weak, lazy, dumb, stupid, none of those things. It's because on one level or another, it's affording you something. And you got to try to get to the bottom of what that might be. It could be that you're sabotaging yourself professionally because you're, you don't want to threaten a sibling and create chaos in the family dynamic. It could be a million things. But the theme is that there's always a bigger picture. And it's affording you something you might not be aware of. You got to get to the bottom of that. Yes. What a time to reflect <laughs> on the choices we make in our career and what we're choosing to do or not to do and why and really evaluating that. Super powerful. Absolutely. Well, much like working out, losing the weight, (laughs) sometimes we can hit a plateau where things aren't, you're not visibly seeing change. It can be discouraging. And I think that can happen in our careers. So again, another parallel of reaching a point where you have to do things differently and you are the pro of this in fitness. But I think you've had this, I'm sure in your career, some wisdom around getting over the times that are more challenging, where you feel more stagnant, you're not progressing, and how we can uh, possibly use mindset and what have you found successful to get you out of the rut? Look, I I don't want anyone to confuse plateau with patience, right? Some things take time, most. (laughs) But but with that said, there are certain times you've got to pivot without a doubt. And in today's world, you you have industries collapsing overnight, publishing, DVDs, television. I mean, it's it's like movies. You're like, wait, what? What is happening? And and if you sit there and you're kind of like, oh my God, like, you know, it's raining cats and dogs. 
and you don't shift and you don't, you're so caught up in like, why is this happening? This shouldn't be happening. I'm mad that this is happening, but you don't shift. You're not going to move forward. So, you know, for the longest time, I hated social media. I am a different generation. You know, I, I grew up in a generation where if you took a picture of yourself, like the word was, there was a word, it was called conceited. You were conceited. Like it was a thing. <laughs> like when I, and we were taught like, be humble, be self-deprecating, like almost to a, to a fault. And that's where I do have to give this younger generation some credit is like, they own it. They compliment each other. No one calls the other one conceited. But nevertheless, I did not like social media. It felt wrong to me. Well, that is the, the new way forward. You got to adapt. And I fought that one longer than I should have. I really did. Um, so it, if you want to survive, you've got to be able to adapt and you've got to be able to pivot. And I think that that plateau in some cases is a refusal to accept the reality of the world as it changes so quickly. Absolutely. Pivot, try new things. <laughs> and stay 100%. positive. Speaking of pivoting, you were pivoting in your business well before COVID-19 and the pandemic, because you did bring what you had been doing so successfully over DVDs and like into this digital space. And so as a technologist myself, I love to take a look at how that impacted your business. And really, how did you work on like putting your brand into the app and how did you see that? Like, what did you learn from the process of really embracing, talk about pivoting and moving forward into the app space and really trying to make that your own? You can fight technology, right? Which is the advancement of industries across the board, or you can accept it and you can learn how to incorporate it and look at what it can add to your business. In my case, fitness is my business, right? So all right, what can these technologies provide me with regard to tools in, in my line of work to do a better job? So this app technology allows me to personalize a program for someone where DVDs don't, books don't. You know, it, I've got three workouts for 30 days. What do I do? When do I do them? How I like, how long should I? It's an app that can show up and say, I don't like peanuts. I'm trying to gain muscle, actually. I'm cooking for six people. I'm obsessed with shrimp. Like, I, you can take all that information and be like, great, here's a meal plan, no peanuts, a lot of shrimp dishes, calorie surplus to help you gain muscle. It's customized completely the way you would work with a client. Oh, you need a beginner workout, but you love yoga. You don't have any other equipment. And you want to focus on mobility, but you have a knee injury. Perfect. Here's the program for you. Uh, so in embracing technology, not only has it allowed me to blow past gatekeepers that were in place for such a long time, because anybody can create an app and put it on any platform, it, it has also allowed me to do what I do better. But to get there, you got to, you know, you mentally got to open your mind up to it. Absolutely. And kudos to you because you've totally done that. And I'd like to talk a little bit about community. I think that you have an amazing community of people who have followed you, who have benefited from you, but also that constantly is like providing you a two-way feedback, right? Whether it's the community of people on your app that you're serving, how do you embrace community? And what do you think that that does to help your success? 
community is everything in fitness, almost to a fault. Because certain trends get off the ground that never should get off the ground because they have a community around them. Um, so I love they provide support. It provides accountability. It provides relatability, especially at a time where people are so isolated and so lonely. I just wish that it, it, it didn't get wrapped around a fitness trend per se or a diet per se. Because a lot of those diets or trends are actually really, you know, pseudoscience and not great for people. But what we've tried to do is create a free community on Facebook with a private Facebook group. So it's like, look, if you don't have the money for the fitness app, no problem. Here's a, here's a community of great women that are just trying to be there for each other and be healthy. It's not about Jillian. It's not about a diet. It's not about a certain kind of workout. They can share whatever they're liking, their recipes, their diets, their workouts things they love and to support each other to get healthy. But community is absolutely crucial when it comes to building a business, in my opinion, especially health and wellness. Totally agree, especially as a technologist trying to get communities. I do a lot of work in communities with women, which is really empowering. And I think in fitness, it's really similar. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're coming close to the end of time here, but I wanted to take just one question on your career, right? We're talking about careers here. Is there anything that you can share about your success that has kept you on your career fitness, <laughs> something that you've done, some type of routine or best practice that people can take with them so that they can find success just like you have? Uh, look, there's the obvious, right? You know, be passionate, be patient, persevere. Then the rest of it is, I, I gotta be honest. I mean, I was... <laughs> I am the person who loves a deep dive for sure. I think that you should like, don't lick everything in the fridge, double down. However, you've got to double down on what's working and to figure out what's working. You've got to have a lot of different lines in the ocean. You know, I take my son to fish at the Malibu pier and he goes with six rods. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's got all six in the ocean and he waits to see when he's going to snag one. Then when you snag one, you dive in on it. So I think you need to be open. You need to try new things. And then you need to be in that, I hate to say flow state because it's become so kind of cheesy. But things that hit, I never thought would hit. I have poured myself into businesses, just killed myself to try to get them off the ground. They don't work. And then a crypto investment that I made three years ago, I'm like, oh, I just made a ton of money on this and I forgot about it, you know? And I'm like, all right, let me focus on that right now because that's where I'm making money. Cryptocurrency over something that I, I was like, all right, this looks interesting. Let me make a little investment here. Forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, so you got it. It's going to come from places you don't expect. And when it does, when it hits and you've got traction, move on it, go all in. I love that analogy of putting those rods out there. I think we all have to do that to see what works to accelerate our career. So I love it. And I hope that this is a hit because I've learned a lot of success tips from you. And did you have any last words of wisdom before we go? Gosh, honestly, I, I would just say, trust the process. Give it a minute. Give yourself time. Allow yourself failures. That's how you learn. Nothing happens overnight. Stay open, trust the process, stay the course. 
Well, you heard it from the career fitness guru herself who has mastered transformation for the body. And hopefully we can use these to translate into transformation into successful careers. So this was so amazing to talk to you. You continue to inspire my bod, but also now my mind so that I can also continue to find career success. And I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much, Jillian. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. Yes, total pleasure. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.